Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com. There you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Bridget. Oh, you know what, Bridget? I never checked with you on how you pronounce your last name. Oh, it's Wiss. Today, our guest is Bridget Wiss. Bridget photographs what catches her attention, what moves her. She believes everyone sees the world differently through their own filter of experiences. Bridget's photographs are how she sees the world through her filter. Well, good morning, Bridget, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Well, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure, and let's start off this morning by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, Bridget. Well, I am a photographer. Unfortunately, it's not my full-time job. got to pay the bills, so I have a regular full-time job, but it's not my passion. Photography is what I love to do. It's when I feel most confident and most myself, most at ease. But um, I grew up in the DFW area here in Texas, went to high school here, and I wasn't drawn to photography right away. I mean, I always loved pictures and I always loved having a camera around, but it wasn't until I got older that I really just picked it up and fell in love and just started to see things differently. And it's just as I, like I said, as I've gotten older, that it's really become what makes me happy. It's become my passion and and it's what I do. It's who I am. Well, that's wonderful. And so, um, is this a? So, I'm assuming then this was a hobby that's kind of turned into uh, your passion. And if so, have you had any uh, formal training in photography? I haven't. I haven't had formal training. I've taken classes online. I've taken classes mm-hmm. in person. I sign up for workshops all the time, <laughs> whenever I can. You know, I've I've gone to Paris for a weekend workshop. I'm going to Cuba in February for a week long workshop. So I do. I guess I could you could say I spend my vacations taking workshops to get better at photography and just see more. And because I think everything that I do affects how I see through my camera. And so I want to experience as much as I can with as many different photographers as I can. Well, it is. So it does sound like then, and maybe if it's not, you know, I guess formal training can have many different, you know, directions, but you're getting a lot of training, if you will, and, and seeing other artists and how they work and how they produce their art. So that's, uh, you know, talent is always something that must be practiced. So <laughs> Yes, and worked hard at. <laughs> that is correct. Where do you get your inspirations for your photographs, Bridget? It's really just whatever I see. I like people. I think people are very interesting, especially if they think nobody's watching. <laughs> and I like to, I've, right? I've always just been a people watcher. My whole life, I've loved to just sit back 
and watch people. And now I just do it through my camera and I can capture the image and think about what I would think in that position. Like, you know, you see the, the father and their daughter walking across the, the courtyard in, in downtown Fort Worth. And it's like, Oh, it's a dad, it's a daddy daughter date. You know, in my head, that's what I'm thinking. It could be something completely different. That could be, you know, a custody battle. I don't know. But to me, it's a daddy daughter date and it makes me happy. I assume you carry a camera with you uh, almost always then? Yes, sir, I do. I have I have two that I shoot with primarily, my Nikon D7100, and then I have a small mirrorless Olympus, and that one is pretty much always in my purse wherever I go, <laughs> every day. Can't can't be without it because you never know what's gonna be in front of you and what you need to what I need to take a picture of and, and keep it what I see. Now, do you ever do any staging uh, photographs? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, I'm getting more into that here lately than, you know, trying to, I guess you would call it maybe like a still life and and, mm-hmm. and do that. I do some portrait shoots, like formal portraits for people. I don't do that very often because for me they feel stiff, and I don't know if it's just me, but they feel stiff. So I try to do more, you know, candid shooting. But here lately I've been into um, – more of the still life, I guess, with the the lighting and building the little light boxes and and um, things like that, so I can control everything a little bit better. Well, and once you've taken the photograph and you've gotten home, uh, do you use Photoshop or or any other type of computer program to adjust or improve the images? I use Lightroom mostly. I do have Lightroom and Photoshop on on my computer, but I mostly use Lightroom. But I don't do a lot of editing. I don't take a lot of I don't take things out or add things back in. I just usually I'll straighten it out, crop it a little bit, change it to black and white. You know, I prefer black and white more than color. Though some things just have to be shot in color. But I don't spend a lot of time editing. I don't for me that's not how I think. So I don't want to spend, you know, uh, two hours editing five photos. I just crop, straighten, and just kind of move on from there. <laughs> Bridget, has there been an artist or an individual that's influenced your photography? Well, I really like uh, Valerie Jardin. She's a street photographer. She's based in Minneapolis, but she's from Paris. And I've actually taken a class with her in Paris earlier this year and then I I like her philosophy I listen to a lot of her podcasts and read her articles and you know that she's written and I really just like her philosophy regarding photography and then I also really like uh, the portraits of Lee Jeffries and he's just he's amazing he's just I don't know how he does what he does but he's just amazing. And um, Peter Turnley, I mean, his career's been, you know, amazing. But I, I, I like his work. I like his his book on Cuba and uh, the, the Love Letter to Paris. And those are really three of the, like, the contemporary artists that I follow a whole lot on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and wherever I can find them in their, their websites and, 
and like I said, I've taken a class with Valerie. I'm, I'm going to Cuba with Peter in February. So that's exciting for me. <laughs> well, and getting some travel in uh, as well as uh, getting uh, some training, huh? Yep, that's 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 a perk. <laughs> it's definitely a perk. And, you know, I don't know that I would ever go to Cuba on my own, so why not go with an expert who I'm going to learn from with a group of other photographers while I'm there? So, you know, I always want to be learning something new. I don't ever mm-hmm. I don't ever think I'll get to the point where I would be like, oh, I know everything. I don't have to take another class. I don't have to read another article. Psh, I'm, I'm an expert. I, that's not me. I always want to be learning something new and, and trying new things and, and just exploring and, and just getting better. I think there's always room for improvement in every area of life. So that's, that's what I'm, that's my goal. Well, that's definitely a great philosophy and it's very true. Uh, I, I just believe you quit learning. You, you probably have passed away. Uh, because yeah. and life is learning and new experiences, so yeah. Exactly, and your brain starts slowing down, and then you know, then it's just who knows what could happen after that. My brain never slows down, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, how do you go about marketing your work, Bridget? I have you guys, <laughs> the Contemporary Art Gallery online, <laughs> and then, um. I've done some, like I said, I've done some portrait shoots for friends and stuff. So I guess I market my my work through there, through through word of mouth with my friends. And I've had friends, I guess, just through friends because I've had friends approach me and ask if they could buy a photograph or if I would, you know, do a special something for them. And so I'll do it, and then they pay me, and then so I, I guess that's it. I don't really. I don't really have a marketing plan. I guess I need to get one. That would be a good step. <laughs> that would be a good step. Now, do you do um, – I know you came to us to our competition. Do you do uh, other competitions as well? Yes, sir. I do. I, I generally enter a couple a month. Just – I don't have any expectation of thinking I'm going to win anything, but it gets me out there. And mm-hmm. look what happened with you guys. I mean, I didn't expect to, to you know, what has happened, happen. So, yeah, I enter a couple of different ones every month, and and we'll go from there. Well, and, and that is good, and you're right. It, it is about getting your art out there. And I just tell people, certainly enter any type of local, online uh, competitions. Um, most states have a an arts portion on their website and they have, you know, calls for artists, different competitions and Yes, sir. And that's just a good way to get your your name and your art out there. Yes, sir. And I I'm part of a, a local photography group and we have mm-hmm. we have monthly competitions, you know, among just the photographers in our little group and you know, we we bounce ideas off of each other and we take field trips. <laughs> so to speak, like to the <laughs> zoo or the pumpkin patch or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm constantly trying to expand my horizons photographically, photographically speaking. 
and, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to open myself up to as many people as I can because I, I think you can learn something from everybody. And that's the way to improve and that's the way to get the word out there and, um, you know, market myself. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's good, too, that you belong to groups because I also encourage everybody to, you know, it, it's good. You need to hang around other artists. Um and even more importantly, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone in your medium, but, you know, hanging out with other artists in your medium is a great way. It's a great learning tool. People, artists tend to like to share what they do. <laughs> yeah. How'd you do that? They, they're they not bashful. They'll tell you how I did that. So. Yes, that is true. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Well, Bridget, we're at a good spot, I believe, for uh, take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, talk about two or three of the uh, images you have on the gallery. Okay, great. I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Bridget Wiss artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the Artist Search tab, and then click on the Featured Artist tab, and then follow that to Bridget Wiss's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member tab at the bottom of the home page and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer or an architect or maybe just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or even by the individual artists. And again, to view Bridget Wiss beautiful art, just click on the search gallery under the Artist tab and then on the Featured Artist tab and then follow the prompts to her name. Well, Bridget, uh, one of the images you have on the gallery is entitled Campus Bike. Uh, tell us about that image. Well, we were <laughs> it's funny that you brought that one up. When we were talking about Photoshop earlier, I, that's actually one that in the very background of that picture, there's a there was a construction zone, and it had this big logo for the construction company. So I did take that out. <laughs> But that's one of the very few times I ever remove things from my photos because it's just it was just so distracting. But I love bicycles. I don't know why. I, I find them very interesting subjects and and that particular image it was just the way it was angled and the shadows on it and the way the sun was falling because it was pretty early in the morning. It was I guess ten's not really that early, but it was about ten o'clock. <laughs> And I was on the UNT campus up in Denton here in Texas with a friend of mine. And um, I was actually doing pictures of her for her senior college graduation. But um, I just happened to see the bike. And I probably took three or four images of it just from different angles. But that one, I don't know. It just, there's something about the shadows and the way they were falling and the light hitting the bike. It was just Interesting. I couldn't. I was thinking, why is the bike there? Why? Why is it sitting there at ten o'clock in the morning and there's nobody around? You know, I didn't know why it was there, so it just kind of captured my attention. Well, that is a question I haven't asked. Uh, normally, uh, how many shots do you take of a particular image that has caught your attention? 
Um, it really kind of depends. If it's people just moving real fast, then one or two if I'm lucky. But something like the bike, mm-hmm. I might take five or six just from different angles and, you know, standing up, sitting down, kneeling down, getting closer, backing farther away, just to kind of give myself some choices when I go to look at everything. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just the first shot. It's the first angle that catches my eye that usually ends up being my favorite shot. Well, and another image you have on the gallery is called Antique Camera. Tell us about that one. That one that one was a gift from my brother. We were out. He he he's learning photography, and he's he wants me to teach him. So I'm trying. And um, so we were out in Deep Ellum in Dallas, and it was close to Christmas. And we just walked into this little store, and they were sitting there. And he was like, "Hey, I'm going to buy you this this camera." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So we then. He bought me that camera, and then we went to lunch with my nephew, and I set it up on the edge of the table and took a few shots. So, And I've actually <laughs> taken that camera several places with me and set it up and just taken shots of it just because I think it's fascinating to look at. It's so old, and it's so – they just don't make cameras like that anymore. I mean, obviously, and I love my cameras, mm-hmm. but there's just something so elegant about how it looked just sitting there and it's mm-hmm. it's ready to go and you can tell it's a serious camera because of how big it is and the weight of it and it's just it's just one of my favorite mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite cameras to look at I guess obviously it doesn't work but I like it it sits in my house when I'm not traveling with it <laughs> well I was going to ask you if it worked uh you know that you're right that is I'm not sure how old it is but it it's been around a while yeah, and no, it doesn't work. I do have one from the from the forties, a film camera, a, a rangefinder that does work. I'm not good with oh, it well. yet, but <laughs> it's hard to learn how to use one if you've never used one before because there's not a whole lot of manuals on it. So that one I'm still playing around <laughs> with. But but yeah, that the 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 one from the forties works. That one not so much. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Well, and another image you have on the gallery is called the Isle de St. Louis. Tell us about that piece. That is actually one of my very favorites. It was taken earlier this year when I was in Paris and uh, in January. And I, we were walking around the little island and taking pictures as part of the, the workshop that I was in. And I just was I was kind of leaning over the wall looking down at the river and the lamppost was there and the bench was there and it was just empty and it just kind of felt lonely and I wasn't particularly feeling I guess feeling kind of lonely at that moment but you know Paris is the city of lovers and there were couples all around and I was there and I was just kind of like well I was I guess I was feeling lonely and so that's why that particular image caught my attention. That and that's actually the only image I took of that particular setting. I didn't take four or five, I didn't take I one and it was that one because it was just it just looked so sad and lonely and that's how I guess I was kind of feeling at that moment. Even though I was very happy to be there and I was enjoying myself tremendously 
you know, you think of Paris, you think of being with someone you love. So I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So there was my lonely little bench and light post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly enjoyed that image uh, as well. Uh, I just, to me, it was very fascinating. Uh, the the different elements of it, you know, as you said, the, there's a little bench there with no one sitting in it. The lamppost, it looks like the water is right there at the edge. You know, it's almost like it's ready to overflow that area. Yeah. And then you have the the tree branches. You know, of course, I'm going to guess this is winter or maybe uh, spring because there's no leaves yet on the branches. So the and how they hang in the picture is is just very fascinating. Yeah, it was it was January. It was early mid January of this year. So yeah, it was it was cold, but it was it was just <laughs> yeah. It was it was the branches. Everything just worked in that one image, and I think that's why I only took one is because it just worked like it was, and it just caught my attention, and it caught my feeling exactly at that moment. Well, your your art is very beautiful, and uh, we're excited to have you on the gallery, and I encourage uh, the listeners to come to the gallery and view some of Bridget's work. And, Bridget, do you have a website uh, that you run with your art? Oh, yes, sir. Let me – it is – it's bridget-wiss.squarespace.com. All right. Well, uh, that way listeners can go and, and see all your, your work. Well, Bridget, uh, I know it sounds like you got a lot of things going on and, and you're staying busy in your field. Do you have a philosophy about art? I I think everybody can see artistically. I think everybody does, whether they're conscious of it or not. And I just want to share what I see with everybody. And I think that for photographs, for photography, it's people say, oh, that's such a great camera. You must take great pictures. That's not what it is. The photograph is made by the person behind the camera. It's made behind and in front of. It's not the camera. So it doesn't matter what you're using. You can use your iPhone. You can use your, you know, whatever you have. And I just think that art is beautiful and we need it in our lives because it can express things that we can't. Well, that is so true. Uh, I think art is a a very important part uh, of human existence and, and the culture. And of course, art takes many fashions from photography to painting to dance to music uh, to mm-hmm. acting so yes, uh, you know it is a very important part well Bridget we are getting close to the end of the show and one of the questions I always like to ask is uh, advice that you would have for uh, other artists don't do it no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <Find> something else. <laughs> Do it. Go back. Go back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's really just be yourself. Don't try to fit into anyone else's mold. To be honest with yourself and and look critically at your work, 
and and think, okay, you know, yeah, that's okay, but it's not the best I can do, so let me try again. And never stop learning. Never, never, never stop learning. We, You know, we talked about that earlier, but, I mean, mm-hmm. always – Always be open to learning new things, but also don't be too hard on yourself. Don't don't beat yourself up all the time. If it's not, you know, we're not all Ansel Adams right out the, you know, right out the gate. So <laughs> cut yourself some slack. Take it take it easy. Keep learning. You know, seek out mentors. Seek out you know advice from others, and never ever stop learning, and never ever stop creating because. If you do, your soul might die. Uh, that's great advice, and and you're right. And it is, you know, it's always learning. It's you know, experiencing new techniques, new ways of, um, you know, looking at, uh, um, you know, a scene and and thinking, how am I going to approach that with the camera? And so. Mm-hmm. And then it's just being around other artists. I think you're right there, too. Just, you know, keep it, it keeps you grounded as well as gives you, you know, knowledge and it's always a learning experience. You know, and people be, can be oh, tough on you anyway, so you don't, you don't need to. <laughs> you don't need, you don't need you to beat yourself need, up. <laughs> uh, no, that's right. <laughs> don't need that. Yeah, and just I think being open to new experiences of all kinds. You know, go to go to your favorite restaurant and order something different. You know, try try a piece of sushi if you don't eat sushi. You know, just open to all new experiences because you never know what you could learn from it. You, it. Everything you do enriches your life. And so the more new things you experience, the richer your life is and the richer your art can be. Well, that is so very true, Bridget, and I want to thank you for being on An Artist Speak today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, I enjoyed our chat, and we look forward to seeing more of your art here on the gallery. Great. Thank you so much. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Bridget with Stunning Art, to listen to this interview, and of course, purchase some of Bridget's art, Visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online. I want to let all the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions. And if you're an architect or a designer or just a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday at the same time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.